months. I think that the whole month has got to this point, which is we are in essence, potentially all witches. We just mm. don't, society has told us that's not a word to use, but the mm. actions underneath it, we are all doing them, especially if we're in this industry. Yeah. It's there. Hi, I'm Gemma Petherbridge, and this is the Higher Self School podcast. Each month we explore topics that are perfect for the spiritually inclined and curious. So, if you're part of the Awakened Generation, this podcast is perfect for you. Hello everybody and welcome back. So to finish our month talking about modern witchcraft, Rachel is joining me again. Rachel, hello, how are you? Hi, hi Gemma, hi everybody. I'm very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Um, we've had some lovely weather recently, which has been very nice. So just been basking in that. Always good. You know, I'm a bit grumpy. The, the hot weather makes me grumpy. We will ignore that though <laughs> and just move straight past that. This is nice for everybody else. <laughs> absolutely so this month's topic has been really a joy to record I'll probably share more later but such nice interesting uh people to interview and I again I can't speak about that in a little bit but Rachel before we start talking about I know you've listened to the episode and you know about the topic of the month modern witchcraft but before we dive into our own questions and start to chat about it ourselves do you want to do you know you're back here again it's time for us to all hear your update on how fire and alchemy is going this month yeah okay thanks Gemma I appreciate that so um we are now six months in with fire and alchemy wow that's happened quick hasn't it hasn't that gone so so quickly um I remember when you kindly did our first event Gemma back in December when we opened very quietly in December and properly in January yeah. uh we did a few trials in December didn't we and um yeah I remember you doing my first event and I remember the people that came to my first day of events as well all of them um so it's oh, really funny nice. that yeah I love that as well actually that the people especially one of them the first person that walked through the door for your event was a lovely lady who comes in all the time and nearly all of the practitioners know her and she's amazing she's like a bedrock of our community and, uh, and I love that. So it's now been kind of over six months, um, just over six months, really. But things are going really well. Um, things are expanding, growing. We've got a lot more products now. We've kind of changed our product um, lines quite a bit. So we've got some, we've diversed, uh, diversified quite a lot into different things other than sort of just the crystals, which is what we were doing originally. Um, so there's been some product diversification. Um, we are also now... Um, teaming up I'm not sure if I can say who it's with but we're teaming up with one of the very large UK membership um organizations they've got 33,000 members in the UK and we're teaming up with it I know I'm so excited and they're um we're doing some wellness events for them and their uh members but they're also open to the public as well so anyone who's following fire and alchemy or anybody in the public can come to those events and and they're FNA events but they're held at their premises in London. So they're near Charing Cross and their event space is beautiful. It's utterly stunning, utterly stunning. So it's an arts organization. Um, they have paintings um, in their uh, kind of in their premises. I went and saw them, I've seen them a few times. Um, they had uh, this amazing painting and um, to put it in context, the lady turned around and said to me, that painting is older than America. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not, but yeah, okay. I <laughs> I didn't say that, obviously. I was like, that's amazing. And it was amazing. It's like just so, so old and so amazing. And the, you know, the, everything in there is incredible. And um, yeah, it was just absolutely um absolutely lovely so we're teaming up with them so that's really exciting for us so we'll be doing we'll be hosting events there they'll be under the fire and alchemy banner but they are in fact at their premises um, which is stunning so yes that's really exciting um other things as well that we're doing um we have uh introduced a day of readings so one-to-one tarot card readings we're also doing um human design readings um mm. if anyone doesn't know what human design is definitely look it up online it's amazing Yes, um, 
is so good isn't it and we're also doing as well with that astrology readings so it's a full day and people come in and they have um 45 minute readings and they're literally kind of back to back so people can choose who they want to see and who they what kind of readings they want we're also introducing and this is directly affecting Gemma is in a good way in a good way (laughs) is our Akashic record readings so Gemma is very kindly coming in and doing some in-person one-to-one Akashic record readings now obviously you do this online um but we are absolutely honored to have you coming in and doing those in person um at fna um akashic record readings are so few and far between um so we're so so lucky to have Gemma coming in and doing those for us so that is fantastic and that's a real um that's a, a real step forward for us so we're really happy about that and we've got some really cool classes coming up. So lots of things around sound. We've got tons of sound events going on. Um, we've got um, some, obviously, we've got loads of shamanic healing stuff. We've always got that going on. Um, we're introducing some lunchtime classes as well, which I'm really excited about. So lots of breath work, lots of yoga, some sound bowl healing. So if anyone's That's in the such kind a of, good idea. oh, I love it. I love it. I put this purely purely selfish it's just because I want to go down there and do something um so we've got tons of that sort of stuff coming up as well which is great and then in August which I know I should probably be talking about next month but in August we've got Adam Williamson the very famous sacred geometry artist um coming in and doing some well he's doing four events with us um and they can be attended independently or as a series I suppose you get a bit of a discount if you come to all four um and it's all around what sacred geometry is, um, the links to the divine with sacred geometry, and then actually creating your own sacred geometric piece. Um, so I am super excited, A, to have him in here, his energy, he just pours, create like creativity is just oozing out of this man. Um, so he's got this incredible energy and he's just so intelligent as well. <laughs> just so clever um just knows so much he goes all around the world and does his sacred geometry um pieces all over the world um and he's just kind of seen as the um one of the world's sort of top top people in it so I'm so again so completely honored to have him in FNA um and his beautiful creative energy um and so we're going to have 20 well we have 20 tickets available for mm-hmm. each of those events so they um they are limited um, tickets, but so that for me is truly exciting. And that's happening the first four weeks of August. So um, yeah. And then we've got the usual new moon, full moon, um, you name the moon cycle, we have an event for it. You know, that kind of, that kind of vibe, we've always got those going on. So that's just a bit of an update from me, really. Just a bit, not a lot, there's not a lot going on. I love the breadth of things that you're offering. Thank you. Especially the creative. That makes makes sense to because it's a different way of getting in the flow. And of course, of course, he's going to bring the sacred geometry. So that's one of the most profound spiritual concepts out there, isn't it? It's like the fundamental foundational information that's very I say foundational, guys. If you if you can get your head around sacred geometry, you're doing well. It's foundational for the universe. For a normal human brain, it's a bit of a process to... Yes. I mean, I think it's so hard to understand. You've explained sacred geometry to me quite well before, um, like really well, actually. But I I struggle to fully understand or verbalise sacred geometry. And so, and I think that a lot of people, spiritual people, are very much into the sacred geometry stuff. But again, they also are a bit like, I don't really know the full breadth of it. I don't really understand how to verbalise what it is and how it affects us and the the links that it has to absolutely everything and with source and, you know, with all of our spiritual foundations. Like, how does it all intermix with sacred geometry? And I think people find that very, very difficult to understand and and talk back you know verbalize it so um including very much myself <laughs> so a class like that and how it will incorporate into art is brilliant and I bet he's amazing at describing it if, if that's his thing he will get people there which is yeah. so cool because yeah I mean if anyone's wondering basically everything in the world is made of sacred geometry isn't it and it's yeah. just and therefore it just multiplies out to include and work with everything and it yeah. blows your mind and we're talking like everything from flowers to our dna yeah you know everything is based around sacred geometry 
Love it, love it. And you said right at the beginning. So what I love about this, Rachel, is you're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm now working with these big organisations. One of those things would be someone's goal for a whole year. And you're like listing (laughs) all these things. But something else just to highlight, and you said right at the beginning is your new product ranges. Do you want to maybe tell us one or two of your favourite new products? Because I know there's quite a few. Oh, my goodness. That's such a good question. Oh, my goodness. Such a good question. So, um we have types with people who have got products here that we are selling. Um, we've got lots of books in that respect. So I tie up with a lot of authors, uh, talking of authors, Gemma. Um, I do tie up with a lot Bless of authors you. and sell their sell their books directly. Um, but our own individual um, products are uh, really special to me. So we have things like our roller essences. These are like little roller balls. And they have, and this is such an interesting, this is actually really topical because we're coming on to the, the discussion of witchcraft. Um, but these roller essences are these beautiful um essences that include crystals um they include uh essential oils herbs um other ingredients they're reiki infused and they each have a specific kind of not topic but a specific use so one of my favorites is radical self-love so we've got about four or five of these in the range and one of my favorites is radical self-love and that's all about kind of enhancing your own self-love and making sure that you're your priority and radical self-love can be things like self-care which might be you know a couple of hours to yourself um or it could be like putting in really, you know, big boundaries and treating yourself really, really well. And radical self-love is one of the absolute bedrocks at FNA. It's something that I'm a huge, you know, fan of. And that incorporates things like all the healing, the shadow work. It incorporates things like body positivity, et cetera, et cetera. And these roller essences have kind of have got all of these lovely ingredients in there. It's got, you know, rose quartz, um, and some quartz as well and you know in terms of the crystals and it's got some beautiful uh herbs in there and some essential oils um and the idea is is that when you use these gorgeous essences and you put them on your body um or you can anoint candles with them and things like that that you know you're you're doing that with the intention of calling in radical self-love um and you know really feeling that and you might use it whilst you're saying your affirmations to yourself um, oh, you might use it when you're in the bath and your intention is, you know, the bath is is cleansing me and bringing me in X, Y and Z. So you could be using them for manifestation as well. So that's something that I personally, um, you know, they're, I think they're about 14 quid each. Um, they're not, not bad. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not like a, a big, they're, I mean, they're a huge seller. They do sell out kind of all the time. Um, and, you know, there's just something that I love my, personally. I really, I really love those because they really do help people. Yeah. Um, and they're just such a lovely, you know, we're using herbs, essence, uh, essential oils and crystals, you know, and a bit of Reiki. It's just my favourite things. <laughs> Good answer. Thank you. And I love the titles of those products as well. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. OK, so you, you mentioned it a minute ago. We will move in that direction. Like I was saying, this month we are doing Modern Witchcraft. Um, To explain to people, I haven't really um, gone into it yet, but I kind of thought I wanted to put the phrase modern in there because I wanted to step away from all of the myth and legend and the dark side of witchcraft and kind of be like, where is it now? What's going on now? So, Rachel, the first question we've got that's come through is... um, what would be your take on modern witchcraft? And I know that's, you know, I've I've had these questions for a few weeks to consider and I'm still trying to unravel the answer to this question personally. So where are you? Have you got there? Mm, No. Um, (laughs) In short, what is modern day witchcraft? It's such a good question, isn't it? I mean, I think first of all, if we acknowledge I think we couldn't talk about witchcraft without acknowledging kind of levels of patriarchy and without Mm -hmm. acknowledging what happened in the 1400s and, you know, around the witch hunts and things like that and how big a deal they really were, not just across Europe, but across the Americas as well, um, all of that. And I just think we do have to make reference to that um, because I think as well a lot of the, like the fear or the, you know, um, the dark side of witchcraft still perhaps comes from that times, those times, you know, Halloween with scary looking witches. What is that? Like, surely we should have moved away from that now. Like, 
Um, so can I, I just can I say something? On. It feels right to say it because you've just said that. Yeah. Um, straight away, scary witches. Yeah. Uh, you know, I present a twelve days of Yule presentation. Yes. Like what that means, the the truth of it, and it. You can imagine uh, religious um, aspects are being added over the top of the original sort of teachings and processes of the 12 days of yours. So this is not the 12 days of Christmas, guys. It's different, different dates. You know the phrase epiphany? Yes. Guess who epiphany is? I don't know. Which? Ah. So turns out the wise men didn't know what direction to go in. <laughs> Guess who did know what direction <laughs> to go in? Good old epiphany. Who they 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 had to be fair to them. They had the intuitive awareness that they yeah. needed to meet somebody, and they kind of understood who they were meeting. They didn't know what direction to go in, so they went along to the the classic lady at the end of the village for guidance. Her name was Epiphany, and they asked her what to do, and she said, "You need to follow the North Star." Wow. So, and I don't know why I wanted to say that right now, but it's that scary. And she is deemed to look, if you actually go back and look properly, she is deemed to look like this scary witch. Again, even though she is crucial to the story, over time they've done that to her. And they even apparently the, the wise men did say, do you want to come with us? And she said no. And supposedly she regretted it and then started to follow them on the broomstick. And that's where that came from. That's so incredible. she's in the she's in the air still epiphany looking for the right direction to go in but still they made her scary she is the lady who sent them in the right direction and yeah and how oh, sorry, I don't know why I well. wanted to say that no. right now, but I'm just like me I've got a point go on excellent <laughs> felt, felt called to share that that's lovely <laughs> I'd never heard that before actually so um so I think modern witchcraft for me, how would I explain that? So I think for me, it's very much around living in accordance with nature's cycles. I mm. think that it's around that. I think it's modern witchcraft is around manipulating energy. Manipulation always sounds like such a bad word, but um, I heard somebody else say that a few weeks ago, um, that they would say that witchcraft is, you know, around uh, manipulating kind of energies to help and support us, mm. whether that's through herb work, uh, whether that's through moon work. Um, again, using nature to support us more. Um, and also I think a lot of it is around embodying the feminine. I feel like it's about empowerment, our own empowerment. Um, my mum is a homeopath. Some people would probably know that already. And uh, she used to get um, called a witch in the street um, in the Seriously. 80s and stuff. Yeah, 80s, 90s, early 90s. And people didn't really know what to do with it. I mean, homeopathy now, thankfully, is so mainstream, um, you know, but she still feels like the persecution of, you know, like the, um, I can't remember what they're called, but it's like the health version of the Advertising Standards Agency. Um, mm -hmm. They basically say that there's all these things that you can't say that you do or you can do, like you can't, you know, help assist with clearing certain ailments because it's, you know, it's unproven. But so there's still a level of persecution there. Um, and I feel like as well, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily call themselves a witch because of that level of persecution that still lingers on. Um, but the modern witch, I think it's it's actually ironically kind of going back to um, the old ways of living. Like, um, you know, if we look at paganism and things like that, all around nature cycles, the equinoxes, the solstices, the cross quarter days, you know, they were all embedded in our culture all those, you know, many, many, many moons ago, because that was how we would harvest. It was how we would eat. It was all around living within the, like the cycles of nature. So for me, I think that's where I go to is the fundamental. It's the kind of manipulation of energy. It's using the cycles of nature. It's empowerment. And it's embodiment as well. Um, and it is utilizing those foundations of the herbs, the moon, et cetera, et cetera. There's loads of those types of things. But that's probably in my my very short kind of snapshot answer, Gemma. What would you say that modern witchcraft is? Well, you've helped me listening to you there. Get, well, ramble get on. So thank you. Well, what I hear and how I feel is almost like we've progressed so much with the tech 
and mm. the urban lifestyles and all of that it's the starting to kind of backtrack mm. in a way and feel that it just creates a disconnect and wanting to go backwards a bit at least find that yin and yang that balance between the two and not be too extreme in one or the other um energy definitely honoring it realizing that if you are aware of energies you're quite empowered yeah you can do quite a lot you can call you know if I do a moon circle I always start by calling in the elements which for the first time I did that I used to feel so silly doing it and now it feels such a natural thing to do and when I see people attending for the first time and they're getting used to that they really you can see them light up when they feel the energies improve. So you imagine mm. calling in the elements is like a really lovely rebalance. Absolutely. And if anybody's like, why would that be a thing? Basically, everything in the world is made up of at least one, if not multiple parts of elements. So if you're calling them back to you, you are calling back anything that's out of balance and takes what a minute to do. But you go mm. from feeling low to really bringing your energies up. And yeah, it probably is the deliberate use of energy, but in a good way, it makes me think of sacred geometry again. It's getting involved with what's around us mm. and honouring it and working with it rather than going against it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I find the word, um, you know, we were saying like, would you call yourself a witch? I think I've got past life triggers there that I struggle with the actual word, although I fully feel I am. Yes probably was always like it doesn't feel like I need to become it because I always was it but I also was it that's the, that's my accent coming out there <laughs> you know it's but it feels on top of that like be, saying that you're a witch is saying that you're a bad thing where it's just going you know what I love almost the sim more simple things in life and the ancient things and the wisdoms and energy makes sense. And one thing I want to pinpoint with energy, you know, I've, um, I don't know if I've said it to you, Rachel, but I've been doing a spell course lately. Oh, so I'm someone that. who doesn't know she wants to be labelled a witch. And yet there I am. I'm literally doing a spell course. Yeah. So fully embrace. It's amazing. It's such a good course. But they'll say they they one of it is, is there such thing as good and bad spells mm. or good and bad witches? Because if you are asking to do good, you're still taking energy away from something else. That's a really interesting take on it, isn't it? So every time we manifest or do something positive, we are taking some energy away from maybe somebody else who also... Are we or is energy not infinite? Well, that's the question. That's mm -hmm. the... You're directing it towards you and what's filling the space, but you're... Yeah is it infinite so there's abundance and I guess it it goes on takes doesn't it different people's point of view it's a hard one isn't it it's a really yeah. hard one yeah I think as well that it's interesting around that you mentioned the energy but also the wounds as well mm -hmm. um I think that there are a lot of wounds that still exist today and again without wishing to harbor the point too much I mean you know I could bang on about patriarchy and what happened to us all in the 14th century you know uh, sorry the 15th century oh, in the 1400s um you know I could harbor on about that point Gemma for all day long you know how I feel about that um but actually the wounds that that created as well like that past life stuff you know the sisterhood wounds that we have the wounds that we as women have especially about um and it's also important to note as well that witchcraft didn't just affect women there were a lot of men as well that were actually accused today Absolutely. like down the line like there could be guys listening to this saying this feels like it's such such a feminine topic no because you've no. got the genetic memory of those before you so it comes down both sides absolutely sure. and also if we think about reincarnation it's not like we're ever gonna you know if we're not in my mind mm. don't just get reincarnated into the same sex or the same yeah. gender so yeah. you know people will have those issues from those years if you believe in the past life stuff um and the wounds as well from that so that sisterhood wounds especially um and not you know not dictating that that is genderized um and also not being seen not being heard not speaking your truth not talking about being a witch 
because of that fear of persecution. Now I feel like we have the fear of ridicule, which is exactly the same sort of thing. It just doesn't mean your life will, will be taken, but you'll still have that inherent, like, oh, that trigger, because it's been in your instilled in you for, you know, many um, lifetimes. Um, and I think something else as well that you touched upon, what it made me think of something is about ritual. And when you were talking about bringing in the elements, and again, I think that there are certain rituals that we do that can be seen as particularly uh, quote unquote witchy, um, that I think again is around that mani um, manipulation of energy and how important some of those things are, you know, like the moon work, every full moon or new moon will probably, if people go to full new moon ceremonies, they're probably doing a lot of things that are quite witchy and they don't necessarily even know about it. Burning stuff, I burn stuff all day long. You know, I burn forgiveness letters, I burn herbs, I burn, you know, I'm a big burner and terrified of fire. I was so gonna say, it's hilarious watching you burn things. <laughs> You know, I've got my very small, um, if anyone hasn't got one of these, by the way, and you do do a lot of burning, get one of these. They're amazing. It's from Amazon. It's about 25 pounds. It's a, like a, it looks like a bottle of water. It's the size of like oh, a, a small bottle of water and it's an aerosol. It puts out five different types of fire. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that there were five different types of fire to be terrified of? Um, so, yes. Uh, without See, that in fear. itself sounds like a witch's wound, 100%. doesn't it? Yeah, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to come on to this because, Gemma, unless you've got anything else to add to what is modern witchcraft, I'm going to move on to our second question that's been submitted. I will add one thing, because okay, I think you may have been going in that direction anyway, which yeah. is the want to be connected to other people, especially women maybe feeling like they've been divided and parted for years, and definitely looking back at... The line that I've come down and what when I was very very young watching the older women in my family there was a them versus us competitiveness which I would like to think we Rachel and maybe our age group don't experience mm. as much fingers crossed of course it's there but there is that lack of coming together which you do get in circles and then when you're in a circle there is this like oh this feels right and I'm someone who's quite introverted and wouldn't deliberately I hold these circles I think that's almost suits the fact I'm introverted to be the one holding it does that make any sense it absolutely does it absolutely does but also when we're in those circles and I'll be sharing what's going on at the moment, what the energies are, what the star, you know, what the astrology is bringing through, the amount of moments that people are like, oh, that is why I'm feeling this weird energy right now. And they stop holding on to stuff and they let it go because it's not about them. It will come and go. Maybe it's teaching them a lesson that if it will come back next year, if they don't work on it, but it's up to them if they, you know, like, could see it for a few years and be like all right I've had enough of that now that can change but not thinking everything's internal yeah so I just wanted to add that on but yeah I think the coming together as a group mm. the forgetting of our heritage especially in the west um again one thing I'm exploring right now is and I'm going for some reason today this I'm making this theme about the 12 days of Yule I don't know why I'm back there again that's meant to be so you do the 12 days each day represents a month from the previous year that you are thankful for you you give thanks and then you project forward to that month the next year offering gratitude and kind of sending manifestations forward and when you do that for those 12 days it it feels the right thing to do. And it, otherwise it's that classic, that is the gap of time between Christmas and New Year's. It starts just before Christmas to get these 12 days, but it's also that gap of time where we all go like, what do I do with this time? I don't know what I'm gonna do right now. And it feels like it answers that ge almost genetic memory of, well, that's what we used to do and we've forgotten. So we hang out waiting for someone to tell us what to do. Yeah. And historically, that was the right thing. And it does it. So I'm not saying like everybody now has to do this, but there's yeah. these ancient wisdoms that are still so useful today that we just go, nope, it's not relevant. Don't use yeah. it for no reason. Yeah. But now I will stop. And yeah, please go on to no, question I can, two. 
I completely understand. I completely understand what you're saying, Gemma. Is and going back to that point about the ancient wisdoms. You know, we are just all kind of remembering this stuff is inherent within us. You know, yeah. we know how to what we should be doing, like inherently deep down, viscerally. You know. Um, when the moon is full, for example, we know that, you know, sometimes people can get a little bit more crazy than usual. Um, I was talking to a bouncer friend a few months ago and he was saying, yeah, it's like classically known, like in our world that, you know, full moon, if people are going to be acting like a lot more crazy, there's more A&E instance um, yeah. on a full moon than there is any, at any other time of the month, etc. But that ancient wisdom, like across everything, um, is I think it is inherent within us um, and we're kind of finding our way back to that. And I think that modern witchcraft is a step with, you know, for that. Um, and the sisterhood circles, you're absolutely right. I think that they're so important to feel, you know, seen, heard, valid um, in a group of other kind of like-minded women you know and we look at the old the priestesses and I know we haven't even touched upon the goddesses or anything like that but you know we look back at those kind of priestess temples and things where we would go and you know in years and years gone by we'd go and bleed together and at that time would support each other and women were each other's biggest cheerleaders you know um and one you know thankfully I think that we are losing the wounds that kind of stop that from from kind of being this way again um, yeah yeah so yeah okay so i've got another question go on past life witchy connections and witchy ancestors do you have anything Gemma, that kind of makes you think yeah you know what i've got direct witchy line um have you had, ever had any kind of past life um experiences that you're aware of that you think yeah i was definitely a kind of a witch in another time talk to us about your experience with that yeah, from a very young age, too young to know the severity, I was having dreams of being like dangers around fire, you know, the worst kind of dangers around fire. And um, so the and I used to get that a lot. And I was very like, I know you're you don't like it now, Rach, but back then I remember the first day at secondary school that I realized we had to use Bunsen burners. Oh, horrible. And things. I was just like, yeah. hell no, hell no, am I going anywhere near that thing? This is like my worst nightmare, literally. <laughs> but on top of that, I went to a fortune teller late teens. And you may have seen this before, Rachel, but I've got very weird marks mm. on my skin. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Hard to show you on there. Um, pimples, guys, just weird little marks. And she said that's the common witch's wound mark amazing makes me go um, and i've always yeah. had it from the word go from being born uh, you can moisturize like anything it doesn't go it's just part and it's not that big a deal but it's a funny mark and then the second one is i do have a tendency to not like water in fact i talk about calling in the elements racial the elements don't like me <laughs> <that much. laughs> the second one is um yeah i've capsized out of two boats and there's been other I'm trying to not be too negative, but there's been two more times where water may have got the better of me, put it that way, quite dramatically. And that brings back feelings and emotions that feel very, very past life. Um, but the story I was going to share as well. Yeah. My family used to have quite an interesting um, background. There's the Hungerfords and in Wiltshire, there's somewhere called Hungerford Castle. Yes. And that's my lineage that's my family line um but you know we lost that one even more annoying the where charing cross station is right now yeah that used to be my family home <laughs> wow that's yeah. so cool like, how, annoyed long, about how long ago was that Gemma could you know the timeline I'm rubbish at timelines 1700 and something Georgian okay. Georgian timeline okay. uh, yeah kind of annoying kind of annoying but part of that family is also in Dartmoor and there's a lovely story uh, which was written into a book as fiction, but the, the people are true. Lorna Dune and John Halliday. So mm. the Hungerfords are also the Hallidays, the connection. And it's very much the, the like a version of Romeo and Juliet. And oh. I, as far as I remember, I think John Halliday is rich or was rich and Lorna Dune was like a local gypsy-esque lady and they weren't allowed to fall in love and um it, it became a tragedy in the end 
But that to me, when I go there and I mum used to take me and show me this kind of heritage, it feels so raw and it's on the Dartmoor land and that feels very witchy. So I feel that connection. I feel like the the phrase to me, the uh, holiday has some kind of witchy history. I've never explored it, but I really like it feels like there's stuff there one day to explore. And that's so interesting, isn't it? I know we're veering off topic a little bit here, but there are certain places, aren't there, that Mm. I feel more of a witch connection to than others. So I live in Blackheath, um, Blackheath Church, in the middle of the the uh, heath. I've always been absolutely drawn to, and I've always known that that's got my witchy connection there. Um, And so I've always had that. And Tintagel, for me as well. I know a lot of people say Tintagel is very, you know, spiritual place, etc. Um, and you've got Merlin's cave there and you've got the old, um, you know, the stone, the stonework there and things like that. And it's, it is a magical place. Mm. Um, I don't think not so much now. Like, I feel like it's kind of lost its spark a little bit. Like the energy's changed a little bit over the years, like the, uh, the recent sense. years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but um, that as well holds a lot of witchy connection for me um as well is is there um specifically not spiritual specifically witchy do you have anywhere else like that Gemma um I would I mean when we when we really analyze it I wouldn't necessarily say the obvious like Glastonbury and stuff there's something that doesn't sit there weirdly probably maybe Avebury to a point yeah um but they're very particular sort of small locations, aren't they? Where you suddenly feel yeah. like this is, I mean, when you talk about you and Black Keys, when we were getting to know each other at the beginning, I'd call you and you were in the, it'd be the middle of the night and you yeah. were just walking across Blackheath doing your yeah. thing, weren't you? I was, like, Rachel, yeah. are we being safe right now? No, the answer is no. And then obviously somebody got hurt. Somebody, yeah. you know, someone got sadly very much, like, you know, very hurt. They got um, lots of th- horrible things have happened around that, around that area of recent times. So now I don't do that anymore. Um, mm. But that's, you know, someone got killed and other people have been attacked and things. And, you know, just to know. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Stone circles that you mentioned as well. Some stone circles really resonate. Some yeah. stone circles just do not. And again, that's I think that's like a witchy connection as well. Um, sometimes past life and stuff. Maybe you also resonating with the people who originally constructed it to those who you don't resonate with. Like you feel a connection yeah. and then maybe you don't. Or this particular type of stone yeah. compared to other ones. Um, yeah. when I went to Avery recently I spent ages poor Russ he's like you are so weird as a person going around <laughs> each of the, the I was going to say each of the crystals they are but each of the megalith stones and checking in on their energies and seeing what they were like and they've all got their own personalities it's really interesting and one I of them one of them was quite sad it disconnect and guys sorry I'm going off on one but it disconnected to the grids underneath it where the other ones hadn't and you could feel it was just there was not a lot there compared to the others so I was spending ages reconnecting the grids and you could feel it change but they all had different wisdoms and characteristics which I was not expecting you know I I didn't go there going this is what this experience is going to be like I could also see once I got into it the energies of what they were trying to create the kind of the domed grids over the top and everything yeah um but that's why I'm saying I wonder if you resonate with some of them and not the others because they were definitely different characters and they had Mm. different phrases personalities I guess but there was yeah. you know what was saved within them the knowledge they had was all very different yeah yeah that's really interesting and Avebury I know Avebury is quite a special place for you mm. um yeah love it there I used to go there as a kid and I wouldn't have really other than just being amazed by it all I didn't register until years later what what I was being shown by my mum she was someone classic like not particularly witchy at all but then would take you to places like that and kind of make sure you registered you know this is special this is important yeah yeah Yeah. it's so interesting Avery is somewhere also that I I love my um current partner he took me there for our uh kind of our first weekend away Mm -hmm. um and he kind of planned quite a bit of what we were doing and he took me to Avebury and I think he was feeling quite smug because he knew that I'd love the, the stone circle and well, you know obviously the crystal shops and stuff like that and you know there's a, a like it's just lovely Avebury's just lovely if you haven't been to Avebury check it out it's amazing especially the Henge Henge shop 
Henshaw. Yes. Is that the one with the crystals at the back, the crystal yes. skulls? Yes. Which yeah. I've got two here. I have. We're going completely off topic. Aren't we? But I have yeah. one of their little alien. Oh, you have. And a Prisley Bluestone, which is. Oh, that's beautiful. So if anyone, if anyone doesn't know this, we are actually also on Zoom as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> we can see each other. <laughs> what I should do, I'm going to do a. I'll put this on social media, guys. Let me just pick it up. Wave, Rach. Wave. How do you do that and that? Oh, it's not that easy, actually. There we go. All right. I'll add that to social media. <laughs> We've got it. Yeah. When this isn't through tele- telepathy at all, like this is actually through Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So should we get back? Sorry, getting yes. back to the questions. Okay. So past life, witchy connections, witchy ancestors. So you said that your mum wasn't into the witchy stuff, but actually would take you to these places of significance. Mm. So that's really uh, interesting, I think. And my mum obviously was, she, she does the homeopathy side. Yeah, so I've always had that sure. really big connection with herbs. Um, and she's always been kind of called a witch and stuff like that. Um, um, and she'd always kind of poo-poo that. She was just like, oh, these silly people. You know, um, but actually inherently, I suppose, she kind of is because she's using yeah. the herbs to heal people. You know, that's kind of what witches back in the day would, would be doing. Um, anything else, Gemma, around past life witchy connections? That'd be my ones. What about you? Have you ever well, explored it? Yeah, I have. So I've had past life regression a few times, number of times. Um, I know where my fear of fire comes from. So 1500s, I was in France, you know, past life stuff, obviously. I was in France running um, through the woods, um, being chased um, because of my witchy connections. Um, And actually, I took some herbs and knew that that would knock me out in some way or another. And then I set fire to the cottage that I was in. So mine was actually self-imposed. So, um, and I was told this, and this is the person who, uh, well, I was, I wasn't told this. I kind of, when you work with people in past life regression, sometimes they ask you questions and things and you kind of come up with those answers or they come up with the answers as well. And yeah, it's very interesting way of doing things. Um, and it's really, it's really great. Um, Gemma actually has a past life regression uh, class with us on the 1st of July. Anyone that wants That's to That's hilarious. That. It looks um, like we planned this whole thing as an no, advert. No, blatant <laughs> plug, like blatant plug even. Um, but yeah, so uh, that for me, that person didn't know that I had a fear of fire. Um, but that for me was just like, oh, so that's where that comes from. Um, and that was really interesting. Um, and then in other meditations, so when I've been um, doing my own meditations and stuff, like I um, love uh, spiritual meditation, I would... Um, I always go my like I don't know if I'm I don't know why it is but sometimes I when I'm not feeling great um, and I'm doing my meditations my meditations take me into the woods with a group of women um, around around a fire ironically um, around a fire and it's very that's very much my my sisterhood um, and I can feel the energy of the other witches around me um, in that circle and sometimes it's different because there are different people standing next to me um and sometimes that changes dramatically like I have a small child with me um when I go to those things sometimes I don't um but the that meditation isn't I don't have that intention to have that meditation sometimes it's just where I go um and that happens every now and again and I love those meditations like that's when I'm connected and I feel really like um, you know, but it's usually when I need that support, that meditation comes up. And I'm not sure if that's something from previous life that I see um, or if that's something that energetically I'm connecting with, um, with other people, like a women's circle, um, yeah. usually in the woods. Um, and that is very witchy. What we're doing is very witchy. Um, yeah. And I think that those meditations were really um, a really kind of key. And then I, yeah, I've had a number of one-to-ones with um, people who have um, told me that I've got this kind of uh, white witch um, history and that again, you know, in this, this lifetime it, it carries through. So um, yeah. So I think that there are, there's a lot in that kind of past life stuff um, around that, those witch connections um Gemma any other anything else to add on that before I move on to our third submitted question no I'm good I'm good okay. so witchy practices what do you do is there anything that you currently do do that you would kind of call a witchy practice or could be construed as a witchy practice what sort of things do you do like are there rituals you know you've mentioned about the the sister like the circles that you do for new moon and full moon mm-hmm. um and I, I I just put that down as being in that category but is there anything else that you do 
I think so much of my day it's almost like to the point where it's more like what what would I also like to add in which I'll yeah. speak about as well um if I'm having a not great day or if like say and it, I don't know about you Rachel especially modern day technology I end up with headaches and kind of the intensity of the like you know the tech goes to my head mm. so I need to release it and I'll always turn to sage and things to release that kind of energy out of my head which is obviously very very witchy when I do like for example this morning I did uh what we phrase as Monday morning mindset I had a group of people meet at 8 a.m every Monday and at the end of that I do what we call a her a blessing but that is not the religious blessing that everybody just automatically feels it is it's more about burning some herbs and seeing it as a physical representation of wishes going up into the universe of having a nice week that makes a massive difference god that's lovely Um, even the silly little things like right now I've got some gorgeous flowers on my desk that's quite new I wouldn't have been like I would have seen that as a bit frivolous in the past but it completely changes my week if I've got something really beautiful so lots of little things I do want to go further into it all like I keep seeing I want to do things like spell jars more things I can Mm. carry with me very recently and in fact one of the lovely ladies who um, I've interviewed this month Rachel Patterson she she does this yeah Yeah, she's a kitchen witch and I imagine I know she does it but it's someone else who told me so I don't want to mix up people yeah but when you say bake bread put symbols into the bread so it adds that intention that love like and it doesn't even need to be overly esoteric it could be like reiki symbols or something but kind of be I love that idea and I want to incorporate that more so I guess the answer is I already do a lot you know if Mm. I want a bit of support I'll bring out tarot cards or oracle cards or pendulums because it's the life we've got isn't it it is yeah so it's adding more rather than stopping what I'm currently doing what about you it's a really good question um I've always had an altar, like years, I've always had an altar. Um, Mine faces north um, and I have something that represents the elements. Um, I did a lot more altar work when I was doing my high priestess training, uh, which most people will know if they listen regularly. I didn't finish that um, because it kind of went a little bit on the dark side. And I just was like, nope, this isn't for me. Um, But whilst I was doing that training, which was for a long time and we were, um, you know, daily um, meditating and worshipping kind of the goddesses as well, uh, or the goddess um, in all her forms. And we would, yeah, I would do a lot of that. Um, And at that time, there was a a lot going on around you know hours and hours of practice um and that was quite a big that was because that had obviously that had such a witchy um connection and theme to it um but outside of that I've always kind of had an altar so I've always put things on there that um are important to me I call in a lot using herbs so I manifest a lot with herbs I release a lot with herbs um, the herbs that I use a lot of herbs as well, generally like homeopathically. Also, um, for myself, I make up my own herb. I suppose if you want to call it this, potions. Um, mm. And I've done spell work as well. I actually don't like the term spell work. Again, I think it's got like a really weird connotation to it. Um, oh, but I do. I, I, yeah. I mean, I've yeah, like I said, I'm doing this spell course, and pretty quickly, what I realised I was doing is activities that manifest I may as well have been doing a vision board it's the same thing (laughs) yes I love that yes yeah yeah rituals with intent is kind of where I kind of go with that which probably isn't as as a snappier title of spell work but you know (laughs) it's rituals for me with intent and I think that can be even like the easiest things like you know getting into the bath putting some herbs in the bath and when you're mixing those herbs having the intention of what it is that you're calling in or what it is that you're releasing you know bathing bathing is like really great for cleansing so if there's things you want to release, then doing that with intention um, and using the herbs to support you. So again, it's changing that energy, um, but it's, you know, it's doing it a very, I, you know, I love the, the herbs. And as you say, pendulum as well, tarot, oracle, all those, all the supporting, um, you know, all the supporting gigs that, that help us, that help us through. So I think that there's a lot that I do around that. I do a lot of cleansing. Obviously I cleanse the FNA space a lot. 
um it's probably I think it's one of the most high vibe places in London but I think that's also because it's cleansed all the time everybody um, says that though separately yeah. to when I talk to you and I'm like have you been to FNA yet they're all like I love the energy <laughs> you're doing a good job thank you but also with the with the FNA um the stuff that I've got here like the the things that I sell the products you know we've got all the crystals and things but I also have a herb pantry and so for me when I first started and it's an interesting I won't bore you too too much with this but when I first started I got into FNA and ever and we were doing like what I did five work five weeks worth of four and a half five weeks worth of um of like refurb to get FNA to what it is now it used to be offices I don't know if anyone if anyone hasn't been to FNA firstly please come down and say hello if you're in the area but also so you so you can kind of envisage it one wall is bare brick um but uh it used to be offices so we had to kind of get rid of that office. It was very industrial feeling. Um, it's got, cause it's a two story warehouse, old warehouse. It's an old, um, I think it's an old tea warehouse, but somebody said to me the other day who knows more about history than I do, it's more likely to be a textile warehouse. So I, I don't know. Um, I've, I've, if I've been saying tea, I've obviously been telling that wrong for the last six months. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot that needed to happen to make FNA what it is. But about a week in, or maybe it was about two weeks in, I was feeling particularly like, oh God, when's this going to get over the line? It was just, you know, everything kind of aligned very well. But there was the odd day where you'd just be like, you know, somebody would cancel or, you know, something would cost you an extra few grand that you weren't expecting. You'd be like, crikey. And what I would do to connect back to this space and what my vision for FNA was, was you know as as being a spiritual hub and being a spiritual sanctuary was I would go and sit with the herbs so I remember one night um whilst because I couldn't put any products out obviously because we were still soaring and we were still you know um grinding cement and stuff like that and I would I opened um a lot of my herbs and I opened my um the the kind of um, jars that I have these herbs in and I sat there and I emptied the herbs from my beautiful woman that I use um I, where I get my herbs from she does everything in like an ethically sourced way she does everything she harvests the herbs and dries the herbs in the old ways so she doesn't use I think it's called glycerol which actually include includes um palm oil and things like that so a lot of dried herbs these days actually aren't you know they're not they're not great they haven't been um responsibly sourced um in my opinion but yeah so she does it all the old ways and she's a witch herself so when I got those herbs out and I was using the herbs and I was mixing the herbs and I was putting the herbs as well into these um into these jars and actually that brought me back straight away because the herbs that we have are so infused with love from the witch that we use in Derbyshire and you can feel the energy of them and that immediately brought me back as to what my why was, why was I doing it? You know, what it could be, all of that. And I felt so much better for it. And so even things like connecting with certain things that mean something to you um, can be construed as being a bit witchy. Um, and the herbs for me are a big thing. Like I love, love, love dealing with the herbs. And I'm actually thinking of doing some sort of herbology course. I'm not sure if that's a word, um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna, I wanna do something like that in the yeah, future it sounds like that so that's that's going to be my final question yeah you've just asked and it'd be like where so one thing I'm going to say really obvious I think that the whole month has got to this point which is we are in essence potentially all witches we just mm. don't society has told us that's not a word to use but the mm. actions underneath it we are all doing them especially if we're in this industry yeah it's there and it's a shame that there's a particular word that especially in, again on the spell course they are amazing they ask you to change your name to a different name to so safeguard you wow. in case you are from you know it's international it's online that it's not safe for you to say your actual name I guess in case you're searched on Google and somehow they people can tell you're on the course. Also, I don't know. I'm making it up. But, you yeah, know, they're very careful. The first thing they do is say, look, you may be safe in your area. So you don't think about it, but you cannot use someone's true name. We don't use I've got my own. What's my name? My name. Acacia Bet Halliday is my Ooh, witchy name it. on that course. And we're all the same. We don't know each other's true names. That is amazing and sad at the same time. Yeah. But it's, you know, the right thing. And it, again, it opens you up to realising, like you were saying at the beginning, like there is the underlying history of this is 
as dark as it gets yeah really and then on top you know but all I've done this month is interview the nicest people that I've been like they've all been and they've come back with me saying hey you've done this interview with me can we help you and do this that's not normal like it's not expected mm -hmm. and they've all done it and I'm like it's made me smile because I'm like yeah, and of course you're a witch of course absolutely it's that ironic that the nicest people yeah and I mean I don't sorry interject oh. I don't know um Rachel but I, obviously I know Desiree very well mm. and uh, Desiree does a lot here and uh including her kind of more witchy women's circles and um yeah the lo loveliest people in the community yeah. you know um and some of them are out there saying yes I'm a witch and amazing you know um and I love that and I love that you've had that experience as well Oh, it's been a lovely month. It's been the nicest, joyous month. And I, it's the, I've just gone like, I know who my people are through mm -hmm. this month. Out of all that, it's interesting. You do a theme, so you kind of deep dive into it. And it's not like everyone else I have an interview. They're all amazing. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I feel like I match the energies of these people. Like I resonate the most. So that's nice to have accidentally found that. I think a nice final question would be, as two people who we're not all, saying we're witches but we're living the witch lifestyle mm. where are you going next what would you like to learn next I know you just said herbology like where yeah. is your cur curiosity oh that word was going to come out in a very odd way then <laughs> where are you going next curiosities um I have done a lot around the goddess work. I'd quite like to go back to some of the goddess work because I still don't feel like I know as much as I should. I feel like, not should, but as much as I wish to. Um, that high priestess training course gave me a lot of insight into a lot of the goddess work. Um, and I love, love, love that. I love calling upon the energy of God, the energies of the goddesses um, in their different forms for different things. Um, so that, and I appreciate that that's quite, that does sound quite out there. Um, but I'd love to do more around that. So learning more about around the goddesses is quite important for me i don't know as much as i should about sacred geometry uh, i need to get across that before we have um our lovely adam williamson in um just so i can ask some really good questions i've got a great opportunity to ask him all the questions that i need to ask him so i want to get a bit more across that obviously the herb work um mm -hmm. i really want to do that so i think those are probably the kind of the three, I want to see some more stone circles. I feel like I've seen a lot of stone circles in the UK. I'd quite like to go and see stone circles in other places and see what those oh, energies are like. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that I still, I mean, you know me, Gemma, I've always got stuff that I want to do. Um, you know, whether I get around to doing it or not in the next six months or so is a bit of another story, really. But um, but what about you? Like, what, what are you next? I know, no, it's ridiculous. What are you, um, what are you thinking? Like, what are you, what's your next kind of steps with this? I think understanding more knowledge around the elementals is where mm. I am now. Dragons, oh, yeah. unicorns, the actual elemental creatures themselves, fairies, all of that, fey folk, because I know bits and pieces and I'd like to kind of ground it in, like being able to properly say, right, this is this and this is how that works completely, rather than it be a bit sporadic, my knowledge. Yeah. So I'll say that's where I am now. I'd also love to learn herbology. Um, for multiple reasons, but I struggle to retain that information. I've tried multiple times and I struggle with that more than I do in other stuff. And now I'm starting to be like, okay, well then it's clearly not your best choice. Like it's just something maybe I would come to you and you would tell me and I would take your advice rather than learn it myself. And I'm learning that as well because there's a point, as you know, that I'm going to learn every topic within spirituality that I can. Yeah. And it's like, no, stop doing that. <laughs> Focus, focus on for me crystals right now is my and focus. what you don't know about crystals i'm sorry Gemma, i'm not sure if you can hear it the doors just burst open um and it's absolutely like hammering it down with um with rain and thunder and lightning and all sorts it's like classic british you weather as well it, but i know um, we had it first thing really terrible weather yeah so sorry about that if you can mm -hmm. if anyone can hear that um i guess as well that's what that's such an interesting thing that you say because i think i was like that with astrology as well i really desperately wanted to learn astrology mm -hmm. and i did a course and i got six weeks in and i just went no no it's just too complex it's far too hard for me i'm just not good at taking this information in so i think as well like sometimes you know the things that we really like we really really love perhaps don't necessarily like suit us that much um but we can learn them you know try and get to grips with the bare basics 
basics then kind of go you know what actually there are other people out there that I think I can consult on this um you know a little bit more they've got better knowledge or they've retained their knowledge at least so um yeah brilliant thank you interesting topic and like I said it's been a really lovely month that's gone in in a different direction to what I was expecting in a really beautiful direction uh Rachel any final words before we say goodbye to everybody nothing for me just as usual Gemma thank you so much for having me um I always really enjoy these thank you and actually Rachel does have some really good witchy books in stock as well some of the classics don't you yeah yeah Lisa Lister is my go-to person her book which was great uh presence I know there was a lot of controversy over her book which but it's an amazing book. I think if that's if you're a first if you're looking into witchiness, witchy stuff, her book Witch is amazing. It very much tells you about the the, the background of um, of witchcraft, what happened in the 14, 1500s, mm. uh, and for years after as well. Um, and it's all around kind of empowerment and um, yeah, and it will give you some really good like basic fundamentals um, and just make you feel very very empowered. And presence was another one for me that um, also is kind of considered quite witchy, but actually I found fundamental to my journey to where I got to where I am. So there's a few different books that she's done that are amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I've listened to her as an audible. I recommend that. She's brilliant as an audible. You know, some people's voices are just lovely to listen to. She is one of those people. All right, guys, have a good rest of the week. Next week, we are back with a new topic, which I will reveal at that moment in time. Rachel, as always, lovely to see you. Thank you for our little catch up and our witchy chat this week. And we'll see you next month as well, won't we? Amazing. Thank you very much. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.